is the Duffin' Up Podcast. What is going on, Duff Daddies and Duff Mamas? It is Thursday, September 30th. And once again, the U.S. has the Ryder Cup <clears throat> champions of the world, a.k.a. just between the U.S. and Europe, but of the world. What? An event that we were able to see. Oh my God, gentlemen. I am so excited to talk about it this week. I really wish it took place in Boston just so we could call it the Boston Massacre. Oh, good. <laughs> or part two or something like that. Great. It was a massacre. It was an absolute massacre. 19 oh. to 9. Unbelievable. Stricker, though, in his home, home state of Wisconsin, gets it done. Got to feel good for Strick. Absolutely. They're calling it. The slaughter by the water. They're calling it the walloping in Wisconsin. It is an absolute treat that we get to bring you this week. The Ryder Cup review show for this. Now, during this, I am going to have to eat some crow. I'm going to have to eat a good amount of crow. Because Love I that gave, phrase. Great oh. phrase. <laughs> I gave uh, I gave the U.S. almost no shot of winning this 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 the Ryder Cup, and and I I've never been more wrong I don't think in my entire life since I said in this in in the fourth grade and in the actual thing where babies came from I said the stork and got laughed off the stage. So besides that, I don't think I've ever been wrong more wrong in my entire life than I was this weekend. Ooh. Oh hey, boy, Vegas. You, I mean. Two to one favorites. You bet heavy against them. Vegas knows what they're doing at the end of the day, typically. And and they, I mean, the U.S. dominant. I mean, we, we got to look at that European team and try and see where where it's going to get competitive because they got to make some changes. Can we can we just go out and say that this is the best Ryder Cup team ever? I mean, points wise, one hundred percent points wise. Yep. So, so they compa- said. I'm they sure there have been more competitive European teams, I'm sure, but this team was dominant. Yes. So they said they, they kept comparing the two teams of this team, the 2021, the 2020, even though it's called 2020, which is so stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to go off like that. But they kept comparing the U, this U.S. team to the 1981 team. And they kept saying like this, it, those are like the two best Ryder Cup teams of all time. And looking at the twenty eight, uh, the twenty twenty one team versus the nineteen eighty one team, the nineteen eighty one team is is pretty good, gents. But I don't, I don't think it comes anywhere close to what what this team was because we've got this rundown right now of, ooh, that's, uh, I, I may be wrong on this, but. We have uh, on the team on the U.S. team in 1981. We have Tom Watson, cool. Raymond Floyd, Bruce Leitz, Litsky, Bruce Litsky. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know who that is. Is he the Tom Daniel Kite. Berger of 81? Yeah, the Daniel Berger of 81. Tom Kite, Hale Irwin, Lee Trevino, Jerry Pate, Ben Crenshaw, Johnny Miller, Bill Rogers, Jack Nicholas, and Larry Nelson. Decent team. Wow. They said that that's the most successful. Uh, that is the most successful Ryder Cup team of all time for the U.S. Apparently, until I think this year, because 
Oh boy. First of all, before we get into the slaughter at the the slaughter by the water. We do oh, we're in it. We're, we're already in it. Baby. <laughs> I know, I know we're already in it. I know we're already in it. I'm just trying to stay on topics. We, we get into Friday morning. I mean, they just 3-1 right off the bat. I mean, the, Sergio and, and Ram were the only guys who could hold a point down there in the early alternate shot, which usually European, you know, guys thrive at. And it was, uh, I mean, you had Rory going down there early. The U.S. just built a ton of confidence there. Some sweet pairings. I mean, DJ and Colin Morikawa. How cool was it to watch them? It was. It was awesome. amazing. They I mean, pretty you much. Could have, you could have put Rom with anyone, and and it would have, he would have t- picked up a what? What did he get? Three points? Yeah, three and a half points. You could have put him with anyone. And you would have gotten those three and a half points. But it was cool that he they put him with Sergio Garcia because he's such an emotional reactor of a person that every time I don't know if it was on the. Uh, second to last match. Um, no, it was the, the final match um, of Saturday uh, when he was him and uh, Sergio were again paired together. And Rom was just lights out putting, and Sergio could do nothing but just look at him and go, I don't know, this kid's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Rom's oh. putter is magic. It's the what goes through his head and what, what he does over the ball there and when he strikes it, like it's incredible. That just must be. He, he's on another level, like obviously, but it it's so wild to see that level because his putting, he's making putts drop from 30 feet like regularly. And it, it looks e- like that is not easy. That is so freaking hard. And he does it time and time again. And they went down, Timmy. I think they went down in the Saturday morning foursomes. They went down 3 0, 1 2 3. Brooks Kepka and Berger Saturday morning. 3-0 against Raman Garcia, and Raman mm-hmm. Garcia came back and won that. Just grit, grit. But then it Shepard was insane. Beat. It's really it tough was- to put down the number one player in the world, even when you're 3-0 up after three holes. It just and- it is very hard to close out a match. They said it on the broadcast. They said it is very hard to close out a Ryder Cup match, especially against the best player in the world, hands down. And that was a perfect example of it, Mike. Good call. I mean, yeah. and DJ Morikawa, like – I can't wait to watch them in future Ryder Cups together. Those guys seem to enjoy, like DJ. I know he had a miraculous week and nobody expected it, but like he loved Morikawa. Like he played with Shoffley too, and he he said, "I love playing with Morikawa like a hundred times." He said he loved playing with Shoffley like once, but it was I I love that duo. Like just two steady Eddies. Like might have said four words to each other the whole freaking eighteen holes. Mm-hmm. but just you knew it was there the connection they they both complement each other well dj can drive ball morikawa is like the best iron player in the world he's got a great short game and dj can putt man you're absolutely right michael future duo to come let's keep them rolling that's for sure and you got to give strick some credit like sitting bryson like we'll talk about bryson that oh, yeah. guy was he won my heart a little bit he's still a dink but he won my heart a little bit um, but he sat him in the alternate shot. Like that's smart. You know, he, obviously the data, I think all, everyone knew that, but to do that and to have that work and then Bryson did well. And when he could play his own ball, I mean, that's just awesome. Awesome coaching there out of strict. He was not afraid to sit anyone. And maybe that could have been Padraig's, downfall uh you know it's tough to sit rory mcelroy it really it is, is. I mean, it is tough to and he did it yeah 
uh, it's tough to say Rory McIlroy, and I can't believe he did it. Um, but another thing on Stricker, he's in. They're in like Milwaukee, right? Pretty much, Brendan. Yeah, he, they're right he, outside. They're Sheboygan, in Sheboygan, but I mean, he openly in the like the pre the opening ceremony the day before said he was a Bears fan. He came out and he's like, I'm a Bears in 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 Milwaukee in Sheboygan, like up in that country. He, I, I mean, he was teary eyed. He he took he really took that that role and that position there and made the most of it. And I'm glad it worked out for him. I mean, that he said it was his major, you know, he never won a major, but that was his, that's special stuff. Go us, baby. I'm pumped that we got this one big time. We wanted change and they got it. Do we, do we end with Stricker winning, having the most total points ever on a Ryder cup team? Or do we say, let's, let's have a few more uh, Ryder cup captain captain ships from Stricker. What do we say? Exactly. I don't know. It does get interesting because, you know, obviously there's, there's a lot to unpack there and we will unpack all of it. (laughs) Mike went on his tear. I love when Mike goes on his tear because we have no idea where it's going, but Oh my God, it's going. It went, I got, we, we hit basically every point that I wanted to hit throughout the entire show in six minutes. This is great. (laughs) (laughs) But, but I, I do, I do agree. points coming. Oh yeah. Oh Just yeah. Kidding. But um I mean we've seen it before. Davis Love the third has been a captain twice. Um he should have won him a, I mean that was Corey. Sorry, he uh he almost came he's come close one one time he came very close to winning, and then the next time he did win in Hazel yeah. team. Um there's been a lot of repeat Ryder Cup captains. I don't know if they ever do them back to back. I don't think that happens very often. They're saying Phil at Beth Page. What's the where is it at uh in two in, years? In twenty twenty three, it's in Italy. So it's at one of the courses outside Rome that's supposed to be amazing. They like completely redid it three years ago. Once it won the uh Ryder Cup bid, they like completely redid it and everything. So it's supposed to be very good. It's at the Italian Open's being played there this I think it's even this week, actually, which is kind of crazy. Cool. Um but yeah, I think I've, at least for the Ryder Cup cat, like, you know. Jim Furyk was a was captain in 2018. Uh, the U.S. did not do that well. Davis Love was in 2016. Both of those guys were vice captains this year. Shot in the dark. Fred, Fred Couples could come out of nowhere. He was a vice captain, you know, for for this team. I think in 2023 he could be he could be the captain. Um, it seemed like he was getting along great with everyone. Strickers and then- like, yep. You said he's never on a he was never on a Ryder Cup team. He right? has never been on a Ryder Cup team, which is it's kind of crazy because you think about it. And I know Kenny Perry had an unbelievable Ryder Cup at uh, it was in his home state of Kentucky, I believe. But like just the guys that have been on Ryder Cup teams and and Fred Couples wasn't like Kenny Perry, but he had a an electric like most memorable Ryder Cup he could ever have playing in his home state. Just he got it. But I forget what year it was. But Freddie Couples didn't get an opportunity. Good point. But when you the, I don't know why we didn't see it coming into last week about Steve Stricker's real Ryder Cup resume. I mean, he was on three or four Ryder Cup teams. Don't quote me on that. He's been the vice captain two, three times, and now he's the captain. I mean, he has an absolute Ryder Cup resume. 
made for victory. He knows exactly what not to do. He knows what to do. He has a lot of different Ryder Cups to take what he likes and put it into into his own team that he can construct. And he did just that. And uh, I don't know why we didn't see it. In Stricker, we trust. In Stricker, we trust. I hope to see him yet again. Yet again, that's for sure. Um, <clears throat> did we... So you, Mike, you said three and one on the first day, right? First morning on the alternate shot. I mean, U.S. just pummeled them three-one. Kepka Berger one, Cantlay Shawley one. I mean, you got Westwood and Fitzpatrick played together a lot. McElroy and Poulter couldn't buy a bucket. No. But uh, and Friday afternoon they, yeah, they went two zero and two. So that just. Cool. Europe couldn't couldn't buy a win on the first day. Didn't get Big. one. Got a point, but just so uh, just a little little freeze frame. Humongous mea culpa on my part. Fred Couples has been on five Ryder Cup teams. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Brandon, <laughs> you do he say was not shit. On the website. <laughs> shit runs out of your mouth, and you just you got to fact check it. You have oh, to. <laughs> I just I had to Wikipedia it because he wasn't on the Ryder Cup website. It makes no sense to me. All right, that's good to know. Freddie Couples yeah. could be a Ryder Cup captain. Easy. Yep. <laughs> oh my god, I'm surprised he hasn't been one already. Were you guys surprised? Were you guys Were you guys surprised when uh, Stricker changed up the teams when they went from Friday morning to Friday afternoon? Like uh, I know you had to bring in some some of the guys off the bench, but like he didn't keep can't lay and Shawfly together. I was surprised by that, but it ended up working out well for him. Um, not as probably not as good as it could have been. Um, you know, it, it, it's tough with those and it's tough. Like, cause if we're being honest, Scotty and Bryson probably should have won their match over Rom and Hatton, but you can't count out John Rom. But I mean, he wanted to keep Justin Thomas in because Justin Thomas in 2018 was their best Ryder Cup player. He wasn't um, great. This year. Wasn't great. No, I mean Jordan Spieth wasn't was probably the biggest disappointment. Him and Jordan Spieth being paired together and not playing well was probably the biggest disappointment. But you know they two of their I think it was what two it was. You know, their one of their matches was against Rom and Garcia, um, and then the other one that they played in foursomes, they won two up against Hovland and Weisberger. Though, like that's, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, your question was Mike. Your question was like, are you surprised that the Stricker um, changed the changed the lineups up or changed the teams up? And the answer for me would be absolutely not. Um, foursomes and four ball are completely different, completely different formats. I mean, just like what we said before, you're, we are glad that he sat Bryson DeChambeau for the alternate shot. Absolutely, because he would be a nightmare with that. But he had to put Bryson in for the for the the force uh, the full balls um, in the afternoon. And I do like his his pairing, initial pairing with Bryson, even though it only tied. Um, they put him with Scotty Scheffler, who everyone says is just the most easygoing guy. Um, and they're just, friends too. They're both oh, even better. Even they're, better. Yeah, they're like they're like not like close, close, but they're pretty close. And then for them to pick up a tie with John Rahm and Terrell Hatton, I mean, that's a win in, in and of itself. So that's a good move by. Um, so the answer, yeah, definitely not surprised. And Steve Stricker knows what he's doing. It's two completely different formats, two completely styles of golf. 
Um, yeah, Steve Stricker knows what he's doing. And uh, definitely Harris English and Tony Finau playing together. Can't believe they picked up that win, get, especially against Shane Lowry, who was uh, lights out, I mean, especially in the last two days. But they picked up a win. Um, yeah, and they can't, came in cold. That's that's nice. I mean, you can they came right in, Timmy, like you're saying in the afternoon. I agree with you, Timmy. You're absolutely spot on there. I I love it. I love it. Definitely different formats. And I was just thinking like the just the psyche, the the mental, like it seemed like they he you have to be more of like a friend in alternate shot, I guess. You know, like you can you can have two guys who know each other decently well, play each other and play with each other in four ball because you're playing your own ball and you're just trying to make the best score for you. So you can but yeah, that's in Stricker we trust. Stricker we trust. No, it was. I mean, Stricker did a great job, and but I do feel, I think I feel bad for for Harrington because, like, not jo- obviously John Rahm's his best player, but the guy who is like still pretty young, and considered a good Ryder Cup player in Rory McIlroy, just was not, did did not show up this week. Just didn't show up this week. One and oh, three. Um, I don't know if you guys were able to watch that video after like him after the Ryder cup, he was kind of tearing up. He said how much he loved playing in the Ryder cup. He was very, you know, he, he wished he could have done better. He said like how great it was that, um, kind of mentioned, you know, how great it was, how, how John Rom played. He said like how happy he was that, uh, Shane Lowry was on the team because he was like, he's one of my best friends in the world. Like, he's one of my best friends. Um, so, you know, you, you're able to look at all this stuff. And and it definitely does kind of come to mind right now that, like, this was 19 to 9. And this is one of the better teams that you're, you know, this is probably, this is a good team that Europe put out. Like, they yeah. don't really have anyone. Are they? In the hopper, though, you know what I mean. Like, let's let's look at it. Like, it was a very experienced Ryder Cup team for Europe. Yeah, yeah, but they're they're old. On the back nine. Yeah. So, I mean, you got a couple guys in there that are even Tyrrell Hatton, who's young. He he didn't play well this week. He no. he basically gave JT his what one of his two wins. Yeah. So you look, you just got to look at like the statistics here too. It's just crazy. It's just the U S average age, 29, the U S average world rank is ninth. So they had 12 players on their team and their average world rank was ninth overall. Like that's insane. Like if you put them all together, divided by 12, you get nine. Let's not forget though, the Ryder cup, it's two years away and it's in Europe next. Yeah. You know, I mean, golf, it it really is funny how when when you peak and how you get better and I think there's going to be guys, Brendan. I'm sure you got your eyes on a couple of young studs over in Europe, the Hogard brothers, and I will talk about them. I do. But I do. I mean, Hovland, he's there. Like Rory, yeah. it was going back to the interview. Like it was awesome to see. I mean, it was just they got walloped. <laughs> and 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 he's still and you you heard about him like join I think the U.S. party afterwards and like they all appreciated the the event so greatly like and that trumped any win loss any outcome like 
they were all so bought in, even when the final putt was made or missed, like the final hole by the final group. Like, it's just so cool to see these guys go over there and drop all the beef and the drama. And, and I mean, you've heard, I think I was, I, we love listening to other podcasts. I, I, so many things that you guys say other people have talked about, and it's awesome to just take it all in. But like, what was it? What was it? What were we just talking about? Um, I, I told, like Rory's think. interview or <laughs> yeah Rory's interview and and what I was saying is is just no, like, but yeah oh sorry Mikey go ahead no I, I had a bunch of thoughts on it I just I mean hopefully it sparks a little fire I mean Rory you know was emotional and it, it's just so cool to see and hopefully it sparks a little fire and I think uh oh you heard you've heard that Rom and Sergio like have had feuds like they, even though they're from spain like they haven't always been on the best of terms like and those two guys come together for this event like obviously put aside their differences i mean you've seen brooks and kepka hugging all weekend and i mean i thought bryson was a little bit more himself and it's kind of cool to see he's just a child pretty much bryson he's just a child but it, it, and he doesn't know how to handle certain situations but like brooks i feel like a little bit of his of it is fake uh, and not like genuine, but it was good to see him again, come together and just bring in, enjoy and appreciate the event. Like DJ sp- outspoken afterwards, like all these guys, just the Ryder cup is so sweet. And I, I think it's going to stay competitive. You, you can't think that Europe's not going to get some young talent in there and people are golfing over there and they're going to get good. And, and when that pressure's on in Europe and you get some Europe fans over there, it was all us fans. Like no Europe people, come on! But we talked about DJ and how his record in the the Ryder Cup was not has awful. not been great. Has all not been great. One and one and three all time. He goes two and zero. Oh. And then so this could be a little uh, preview of what Rory's going to do. I mean, he's just a little downtrodden of a year. I mean, he's got the home court advantage next year. I got a feeling Rory's going to put up some big numbers next year. You know, him being so emotional, feeling like he didn't leave it all on the court. Speaking of everyone having a good time, I really, I just got to go back to this. I loved watching Sergio Garcia and how happy he looked. He was just, I've never seen him like that. Usually he's in the zone or he's angry or he's just, I, I, I liked watching him. He was just so friendly with everyone. He realizes maybe this is his last Ryder Cup. He was just having a good time. And the last thing I got on the old timers were on the final day for Europe, Three guys got a victory for Europe. The only three points that Europe had, only three solid points. Rory McIlroy, love seeing that victory. Put it to him. Ian Poulter had a victory, of course. Keeps his perfect record in singles. And the last one is our boy, our man. He's a man, Lee Westwood. My God. And so... Uh, it is so it's, you're so right, Timmy. It's so funny to see that those are the three guys that won in singles on Sunday. Besides Rory, it could be their last, uh, their last Ryder Cup. Yeah, it it is crazy to see because I mean, there's always something about, and they do say it. That's the Spanish magic. I I completely think it's true in the Ryder Cup. Every time you put two Spaniards together on the team, they freaking win no matter what. It's crazy. Goes back to the Sevi Balsteros and Jose Maria Otabel days. Then when when Sevi stopped playing. 
freaking Sergio took up his mantle and started playing with Jose and they started going off like crazy. And now it's John Rahm and, and Sergio. Like every time, it doesn't matter. You put two Spaniards in the team and they play together, they freaking win every time. It's insane. So it's fun. I I totally agree with you there, Timmy. Like Serge, like Sergio is just happy when it's just another someone else who has a lispy Spanish accent just is hitting the ball with him. Like it's hilarious. Uh, (laughs) um, But I I do think going back to that point that you were also talking about, Tim, like this Ryder Cup team, the, the European Ryder Cup team is old. The European Ryder Cup team has an average age of 36 years. Their average world rank is 31st. So there's obviously a huge, di- there's seven year difference in average age between the US and Europe and a, and a 22 rank difference. So that's huge. Lee Westwood, this was his last Ryder Cup. He's probably going to be the Ryder Cup captain in 2023 if we're completely, if we're being honest. Um, I don't know <laughs> if they have anyone else lined up, maybe like Colin Montgomery or something like that, but I think it'll probably be Lee Westwood. Especially since in the past, like you've seen the, the, the both sides, the captains are younger. Like, um, you know, Jim Furyk, I think just turned 50 when he was the Ryder cup captain, this, uh, Steve Stricker's 52 Padraig Harrington just turned 50 this year. Um, Padraig will go again. Padraig will go again. Oh yeah. And a couple, give it a couple of years, give it a couple of years. Um, but, but you see it, it's just, you know, with, with these, you know, Lee Westwood's 48. He's going to be 50. He'll probably be the Ryder Cup. Like I said, he'll probably be the Ryder Cup captain in 2023. There's already mumblings about it. Um, Ian Poulter's 44, 45. This is, he'll, he will not automatically qualify again for a Ryder Cup, I don't think. And he was a captain's pick this year. Um, Sir, Sergio, who is the, who is the most, who has the most Ryder Cup points of all time. Think about that. That's he is the most Ryder Cup points of all time. Lee Westwood, by the way, is up there with he's in like fourth, which is insane. Um, he's 41. He may have one, two, maybe two left in him, like legitimately. This yeah. they really gotta look at, you know, Paul Paul Casey's another guy. Paul Casey's 42. Like this was an old. I could see Paul being there in the next one. He played all right. He just ran into DJ, I think, a bunch. Yes. Yeah, it seemed like the U.S. was specifically like putting (laughs) DJ against Paul Casey. Um, And you look, you know, you you look at the rookies. Paul Casey had a putt on. Sorry, Paul Casey had a putt on. I think he got it to the 18th hole. DJ was one up on Sunday in singles, and Casey had a putt to to uh tie it to get a half point and he he missed it it was a pretty yes. pretty short like eight footer and he was playing well just ran into dj yeah yeah i mean that's that's just a buzzsaw padre oh, ran into a buzzsaw in the team and then paul gacy ran he really into yeah and it's yeah <clears throat> you know being over here in in the u.s with no fans padre god bless you you were two to one underdogs i mean you lost by the same margin, a little worse, but yeah, <laughs> no, but, and, and Timmy, going back to the Sergio moment, I know we're just, we're on a tangent on this podcast. We're just bouncing around. I think we had show notes, Brendan, but I don't, I think we touched on bro, the show notes are gone, dude. The show notes have been gone since, <laughs> since your original five minute one. <laughs> That's okay. But like Sergio, like going into 
<laughs> going into um, Sunday, you had you had 11, 11 5 lead or 11, 11 6, 11 5? 11 5 lead. 11 5 lead. But like, I think Bryson and Sergio were like the th- third group to go off or right in the middle there. And everybody knows it. Bryson, first time all week. I mean, that they got it down there, but he drove the green on Sunday and the place went eruption oh, that was called eruption man is it was awesome that was yeah. Saturday, right yeah no su- no, sunday. no that was sunday that was sunday, sunday. sunday. okay yeah, yeah, yeah. Sunday. and then like that's why bryson's great like he takes the putter out of the out of, or his i don't know his caddy gives him a putter and he just raises it in the yeah. air he just friggin' sticks it in the air and the place goes even yep. more nuts and it's like <laughs> like he wasn't like jt pounding on his chest like like Bryson knows how to handle those moments, and he freaking made that eagle putt to 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 make a two on the opening hole, drove the green, and that's the first hole Sergio sees from Bryson on Sunday, and he's like, "All right, we're fucked." But he, <laughs> but, but Sergio was so Sergio was so like he just appreciated Bryson in that moment and like smiled, gave him a hug, like it was so cool to to see all that. Yeah. And then also with him on the sixth hole, like his caddy talking about a driver and giving him three wood. Yes. And, yes, yes. and the everyone booing and he's like, guys, I'm still going for the green. Calm down. <laughs> and that's <laughs> like, just great. And that that's and just you, yeah, I, I absolutely. And, and you even heard Steve Stricker, like in, in his, like in the, in the um, post game, in the post match, sorry. In the post-match press conference, he said that Bryson and Brooks asked if they could play together, like at the beginning of the week. And he and like Steve said no, because he's like, I'm not putting you guys together. He didn't pull a house Sutton and put and put two mortal enemy and put the two mortal enemies like Tiger and Phil together back in the day. Honestly, it was probably a really good play. Um, he kept Berger and and Brooks, who both went to Florida State. They have a you know decent background they have a similar background everything like that and he puts bryson with his buddy scott sky shuffler like stricker just had was very good with the matchups and and that was a huge thing for him and it showed that like you know it it showed that stricker did well but i also think like bryson was finally able to handle it because it wasn't like people were you know people weren't like oh bryson right now they were like yes like we like this like you know what i mean like bryson laying down the putter after um you know after not getting that gimme even though it was inside the leather on the putter like he laid his it down putter is hole. like 14 feet tall too oh, yeah. like oh, come yeah. on like, bryson. Dude, like this is not great for your look but uh Make the putt yeah um you know Justin Thomas did that a couple times. Shane yep. Lowry did Shane it. On Lowry, the, yep, Shane yep, Lowry yep. did it back to him as like a joke and started laughing after it. Like it was hilarious. Um, you know, it did get a little testy here and there, but um, you know, with that stuff, like if, if Bryson would have done that in a regular tournament, like not, not Ryder cup, like, Oh my God, booed out of the bill, like literally booed off the course. But because it's a Ryder cup, some of his shenanigans kind of work. And especially if it's a home team stuff, it definitely works. Yeah. However, I will have to say Bryson really does need to get ready for 2023 in Italy because he's going to get absolutely oh. heckled. Heckled. Start mentally preparing now, man. <laughs> right. Hey, and back to the Brooks-Bryson relationship. I think I just 
don't have a good read on Brooks, like kind of seeing after the fact and watching him a lot, like just on the course. I love how he goes about his business. And he had that incident. I forget. It was, it was Saturday. Oh, that was amazing. Have the, you, uh, he yells at the guy. Have you seen me hit the ball? <laughs> oh yeah. He yells at the official. He's like, have you seen me hit the ball? And then he tells him if he breaks his wrist, they're paying for it. <laughs> and he, he said, no, he said, if you, yeah, if he said, he said, if you, if I break my fucking wrist, this is on the both of you. And it was, but he, he thought his swing path was like going to hit, uh, some like metal object. It was a rock. Um, yeah. But, or, um, sorry, it was a, uh, it was a drain. It was a metal drain. It was like a yeah. man-made metal drain. To be honest, he came kind of close to it too. He got, he had a great shot out of there after that. Yeah, hole. He did. But I was just going to say, like, I think I rate Brooks's like, I mean, I guess a lot of his, like, he doesn't, he's not a hugger, you know, when he, yeah. when he was asked to hug Bryson, like, and I kind of get that. I can, I guess, understand that, but he just kind of looked a little awkward in those moments. But if they actually wanted to play it with one another and like the relationship or whatever is like, it was obviously very cordial, but I guess that like, that's kind of weird to be forced to hug. Like I would also probably be a little timid. So I'm a, I do like Brooks. I think he's going to be on Ryder cups to come and he's awesome when he's in, in the headlines too. He's, he's someone good for golf for sure. I agree with you. And I do want to mention his partner though, with that, cause Daniel Berger, Daniel Berger, like, I know we made fun of him last week for being like, why is he on this team? Um, Daniel Berger's a little bit of a pit bull. Like, yeah. when Brooks was yelling at them, yeah. Berger was in the background yelling at him, too. <laughs> I was like, I, like Berger ha- is solidifying himself as, as like, you're going to make the team because you're just going to be the foxhole guy. Like, we have, like, Tony Fee now, who's good, who's, who's good guy Tony. Like, kind of like silent leader, but like everyone loves him. We have DJ, who's just like the leader of the team. I think you have call you have Colin, who's like the little young guy who's just happy to be there, and he's palling around with his older stepbrother. <laughs> and um, you know, JT and uh, JT and and Spieth are just kind of there to you know, JT and Spieth are off doing their own thing. Daniel Berger coming out of nowhere, just being a pit bull, which was great. Oh. He was there. He, he was he was a good teammate in that situation. Yes. He was. Well, did you see that? Uh, I believe it was on Saturday morning. Uh, Jordan Jordan was yelling at uh, John Rom's caddy. So when they were um, they were on a hole, and John Rom's ball went into the water on a line off the tee, and so before they left the tee box, everyone agreed on the line that the ball went in, and uh, so they went to. Uh, it was a par five. And so they went to the spot where they agreed upon, but John Rom's caddy um, tried to move the ball a little bit over and a little bit further up. So John Rom had a chance to hit it the green in two to try to make a par uh, on the, on the par five or even a birdie uh, because he would be hitting three from the fairway. Um, but I, but Jordan said, no, like it, it was, I've never seen a caddy and a, and a player get into it. Um, but it was just, it's all in good competition that the caddy is trying to do what's best for his player and advocate for his player. And Jordan saying, no, 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 this is what we're doing. But it was interesting. Like Brendan said, it, it got a little testy and that was just a little example of that. Uh, but after that, it's just all, all golf after that, all business. Oh yeah. I love that. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah that did happen. I can um, totally see Spee speaking up. He doesn't have a care in the world. That caddy's, that caddy's like, damn it, he got me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
But uh, kind of going back to burger too, just talking about the rookies. So I think that was, and, and me eating a little bit of crow, me eating crow. Uh, I went in thinking that the U.S. was going to struggle because of the amount of rookies that they had. They had six rookies coming in. One was Harris English, who actually did kind of struggle, if we're being honest. He went one and two. Um, but everyone else on here put up an absolute show. We have start off. I mean, Colin Morka- We have to start off with Colin Morikawa as the rookie, as as the first rookie, because three zero and one, playing with DJ, playing with the the dad of the group, you know, playing with the the guy who's, you know. An absolute when he when he can play, he's the number one player in the world. When he's on his game, he's the number one player in the world. And you have Colin Morikawa, who's looking exactly like him. If you if you're on your game, you could be the number one player in the world, like easily, hands down. Those two playing all shot together, it seemed like whenever DJ got in trouble, Colin was able to get him out. Whenever Colin got DJ into trouble, DJ was able to get him out. What a perfect combo that was. And you know, he was able to secure the half point against. Victor Hovland. So that was a nice little young stud on young stud action on uh, on Sunday. But Morikawa with a great week. How about Patty Ice? Patty Ice was not very Patty Ice this weekend. Patty Ice was out there getting the crowd going. New nickname. Not wearing his Titleist hat. No hat. No hat. hat. Pat. I loved it. I loved him wearing a hat. No hat. Pat. Like Titleist is screwed. They are absolutely screwed because Cantlay's going to start not wearing hats on the golf course. No, his dermatologist, his fashion designer, they're all going to tell him to wear the hat. Oh, my God. But no hat Pat was an absolute treat. He's a machine, dude. I don't think he's human. I really don't. Like, his his emotion game is machine-like. Like, no – I mean – he got paid $15 million to win a golf tournament and a golf season long FedEx cup run. You didn't see one, like one, let's go to the crowd, like get louder. And then Ryder cup comes along. That's why the Ryder cup's so great. Like this, this, even when he was doing that, when he was telling the crowd to, you know, he just go, he raised he his part like up and down, up and down. He, he looked like he didn't really know what he was doing, <laughs> which is true. <laughs> He, he he doesn't know how to do that really well. well that's oh. okay. That's okay. But I lo- I love seeing that emotion, and you got to look like absolutely. Guys, I don't know if you guys are big uh big Marvel guys at all, but I I was I was kind of terming Xander and uh, Xander and, and and Cantley as Falcon and the Winter Soldier, just because like Xander's a little bit more outgoing. Xander is like the guy who. You know, not really like everyone thought was going to be good, but everyone like was like, oh, Xander, like this is probably made for Xander. I think he'd be good in it. And then, you know, you just have Patrick Cantlay there, who's usually the most stoic human being in the world, just like friggin' Bucky from from the winner, from Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Like it is the same. I just kept thinking that over and over and over again, just like comparing Marvel people. I was just like, oh, this is this this is on point right here. I do like that. Comparative. And DJ is Captain America now because I think that I think Patrick Reed has officially lost that after DJ going five and zero. Oh. We won't see Reed again. Bold, bold statement. We won't see Patrick Reed on another Ryder Cup team. 
the unless issue you automatically, is, unless you automatically, oh, yeah, unless he automatically yeah. qualifies. The issue is, is that Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas do not play well together. And Jordan Spieth plays very, very well in alt shot and four ball with Patrick Reed, even though they don't like each other. Very strange. Very strange. Yeah. I, I don't see Spieth and Thomas getting too many more shots at it. I don't know. Depends I don't know where their I game's think, at, but they weren't great together. They weren't, correct. but they were great when they were paired up with other people, which was weird. Just like, you know, I guess it's one of those things where it's just like, sometimes if you're too close, you know, it could hurt you. But, uh, Cantley and Morikawa, I thought were great. I mean, yeah, can't sorry, Cantley and and Xander, I thought were great. Scotty Scheffler coming out of nowhere and beating John Rahm on Sunday, an amazing day for him. Oh, that was a tall task Stricker put him with, and boy did he come through. What was it? Came four holes in I out? said, I said in our group text, I was like, no, just put a rookie against John Rahm because we're you're losing that one. So, like, concentrate on the other ones. You're going to lose against John Rahm. Put him up against whoever. And Scheffler goes out and dominates. He made four birdies in a row when he slept on. No, He knew he was going to play John Rahm that night. I mean, how do you do that? Number one player in the world. Just incredible. You see him hit a shot, like, lefty, like, with a knee on the ground, like, underneath a brush bush. Like, some of these shots these guys hit. Spieth's rocket ship. I mean, holy goodness. Mm. He almost mm-hmm. ended up in Lake Michigan. I would have loved to see him just take – I know, Timmy, you would too. You would have loved to see him just – his body too out of control. He would have had to take a plunge, just dive. Imagine that. That was a hell of a shot. Hell it of a was. shot. It like was. Did you guys Thomas. see the one where they put the shot tracer on it? Yes. Oh, yeah. It went up at least 100 feet in the air. That was so high. Thomas oh my misses God. the putt. They lose the match. Yeah, yeah. Son <laughs> of a bitch. Are you kidding Thomas, me? <laughs> Thomas misses the putt. Misses a five-footer. They lose the match. Yeah. But, you know, Scheffler played great. He played great with, with Bryson, which I feel like is hard to do sometimes, even though they're friendly. Even though they're friends, like, still a little difficult to do to play. You know, try and play any team event with Bryson, I feel like, doesn't go great. But good job for for Scotty Berger two and one, and then uh, Harris English one and two. Uh, you know he was kind of just there. Um, him and Tony played good on that Friday though, but Tony also didn't have a great. Tony and Spieth, I feel like were my biggest disappointments. Um, it would have been Justin, too. it would have been JT too, but he kind of played well with other guys, so that was good. Um, this 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 right this this team is set up. The U.S. is set up, I think, for for future success. This is not like the 2016 team. I don't think where you know they had they had Jordan Spieth, they had Ricky, but besides that, it was a lot of older. It was you know Tiger, Phil. One of the captains' picks was Ryan Moore that year. For Christ's sakes, like Bubba, you know, it was a lot of older guys on that team. This team, very young, um, and I I think that this could be a huge, huge upside for the U S going forward, because I know we're going to bring it back, but uh, with this Ryder cup team, with the European Ryder cup team being older, you know, average age of 36. And there's really not as many good young European players as I thought there were going to be. If we're being completely honest. Um, How old's Hatton? 
Ryan's 28. 28, okay. It's Patrick's 28, but he went 0-3. He's 0-5 career in the Ryder Cup. Never even tied. Never's made a point. Oh, I thought he won with Shane Lowry. No, that was Hatton with Shane Lowry. That, that's what I meant, Hatton. Oh, I was right? talking about Fitzpatrick. No, 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 Hatton, Hatton. Yeah, so Hatton won. That was Hatton's. Yeah, Hatton didn't have a good Ryder Cup, though. Besides that. And it's I mean, because it, no one really had a great Ryder Cup because they only have nine points. So all of them really had losing records. Yeah. Yeah. Shane, Shane was, I mean, John Rahm obviously was the best. John Rahm and Sergio were obviously the best. Right. <laughs> but, you know, like we said before, like who is going to come in and be. I haven't even said Tommy Fleetwood's name yet on this podcast. <laughs> he was just there. He, he was just he was there. Nothing. Literally. Like he needed Frankie. He should have just had friend. He should have paid for Frankie Molinari to come over and just walk next to him the entire time. Like just had him as a friends and family little thing. Just gave him that tote. Um, but I mean, you know, like I don't see Bern Wiesberger being a perennial Ryder Cup guy. He's 27. Um, Shane Lowry's 34 and was a rookie. So he's, you know, he's older. He just never fully tapped into his potential until the past two or three years. Hovland, I'll give them Hovland 24 going to be a freaking stud. Um, but besides that, you know, the guys who I looked up afterwards who are in, you know, close to the top 100, Victor Perez, Victor Perez from France, 28. He's 52nd in the world. Uh, big Bob McIntyre. He'll, 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 he's going to be on those teams coming up in the future. I think. Um, 54th Guido Migliozzi. He's just going to be on the team because he's Italian, but he's 24 and young and he's 67th Thomas Detry, the Hoygaard twins, Rasmus 87th, Nikolai 156. Like maybe they'll make a good play. I don't see a lot of guys coming in and taking over from, you know, Poulter and Westwood and Sergio and all these guys. I just, I don't see it yet. Yeah. I mean, I, I also <laughs> listened to the shotgun start. Great podcast. Well, little, little on smart. <laughs> they do. They do a good job, but uh, the wagger rankings, world amateur golf rankings, they, they kind of dissected those a little bit, a lot of USA on the board in like the top 50, but you do got a, uh, like some Sweden, some Spaniards. They were talking about how there's like a lot of English on the current Ryder Cup team and how you'll probably see, hopefully see it, I don't know, expand to larger parts of Europe. And I mean, I, I don't know. The whole guards are from Denmark, right? Yep. They're Danish. Good players. Very good players. And, you know, they did name a couple other guys, but like, Alex Noren would be like a 40 year old Ryder cup rookie. You know what I mean? Like that's like Ryan Moore. I mean, Ryan Moore was even younger at that point too, but it's just like, you know, what is he doing there? Um, I like that Guido Megliozzi pick Brendan. He's going to be there no matter what I could see Francesco Molinari. If he's no matter what, Holy goodness. The Ryder Italy next year, they're going to be in Italy in 2023. So they're going to need one Italian guy. He's gonna be him or Molinari. Molinari. I mean, I don't think. I mean, he's been bad. His brother, dude. Molinari's brother, right? Eduardo. He's been even worse. 
Just to oh. say Migliozzi is on a Ryder Cup team no matter what. I mean, I think Migliozzi is is an app like you can basically book that for for as long as it gets better, as long as he continues yeah. the upward trend. That that's kind of what I'm you know inferring. <laughs> um two years is a long time. Long time. Okay. It is a long time. I will give you that, but I'm I'm just looking at it and I'm like the biggest thing is too is that these guys are all going to basically play next year in the president. The U.S. will play in the Presidents Cup next year too, so like you're going to have these guys playing again with each other and kind of get that core going, and it's it's just going to be interesting. Presidents Cup might be more more challenging. I agree. I mean, you got more young talent, not young talent, but you got Hideki Matsuyama, you got uh, Cameron Smith, you got. Oh, can we do a wellness check on Will Zalatoris? I mean, has he been just falling off the face of the earth? Oh, he's playing. He's he got his card right. He's playing. Yeah, uh, he got his for, card. He's playing. Did you get his week. card? Yeah, he yeah. played well in the Fortinet a couple Did weeks he? ago. Yeah, he's playing he really week. well. He's playing this weekend too, I think. Sanderson. Yeah, he is Sanderson Farms. Oh, good. All right. Well, yeah, he's, a, he's a Ryder Cup candidate. I mean, his name. Yeah. Hopefully, his name keeps getting thrown around there. Max so, Homa got another victory. I would like to see him. Uh, Unless it's played in California, we can't have Max. Max yeah. only wins in California. <laughs> uh, Max Homa can only win in California. It's crazy. But we don't we, we don't need to look that hard for prospects. Like you said, Brandon, we have a team that could last us for the next three Ryder Cubs. There yeah. The only one that will be phased out is is DJ when he probably hits, you know, 40, you know, in his 40s. But Phil take, played. Phil played until he was forty-eight on the Ryder Cup, and people were shocked he didn't play this year. You know how we know that this team is we're comfortable with team with this team. We have not mentioned once a comeback of Tiger Woods. No, which is very strange. Oh, oh he'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, Harris English in twenty sixteen. Think Harris about that. Harris English gone. <laughs> um, I mean. Burger, even, baby. Even like Burger, even like Finau, maybe. I mean, you, you never know. You, wow. You never know. Scheffler stay on this now. team. Scheffler, I mean, all no, guys. No, he has to stay. He's a vibe guy. He he is a glue. I like having Tone Scott Scheffler. Tony's a glue guy. Tony's a glue guy. Tiger. Okay, say what you guys want. Tiger Woods is not a glue guy. Tiger no, no, he's not. not no. A glue guy. <laughs> he's a presence. No, he's a presence, but he's not a glue guy. There's very different. There's a very big difference. He's the GOAT. That's fine, but he's not a glue guy. You can't replace a glue guy with a presence. He's 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 more than a glue guy. I mean, come on, <laughs> come on Brendan. He's coming in as a glue guy and the GOAT. Oh, my God. I don't think you're understanding what I'm saying. You're telling me you want a healthy Scotty Scheffler to play over a healthy Tiger Woods. No, we were talking about Tony Finau. Sure. No. You want a healthy Tony Finau over a healthy Tiger Woods. I, we don't know what a healthy Tiger Woods is going to be, yes. dude. That's the thing. Okay, you have the Tiger Woods of the previous two years, like before he got banged up. If 2019 Tiger Woods, I'm taking over Scotty Scheffler. I'm taking over Harris English. I'm taking over Daniel Berger. I'm taking over DJ. I'm taking over Steve Stricker. He can be player captain. I mean, come on. That's 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 too much Tiger fanboy talking. I'm not taking him over DJ. What? DJ, 
Name one time Tiger Woods has ever gone five zero and zero in a Ryder Cup. I'll wait. I will wait until the day that I die because he's never done it. Everybody finds it. Oh my god! Every, blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. I mean, five and zero. Jesus Christ! You're, you're, we just talked about how this is the greatest <laughs> Ryder Cup team ever, and you want to blow and you want to blow it up to get. I, oh. No, I I don't want to blow it up, but. If Tiger is capable of playing in the Ryder Cup, sign me up. I, 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 I he was will... capable of playing in 2016 when the last time the U.S. won and he was a vice captain. I will go to war. He did not play <laughs> in 2016. He did but not he, play. We did, we did say that JT needs a partner because him and Jordan didn't uh, play well together. Imagine JT and Tiger playing together. Well, that might he, work. That could JT work. Can sit for Tiger. JT can sit for Tiger. I mean, JT wasn't great. No, but I'm Jesus saying Christ, as Mike. far as partners, partners. Yeah. Mike, you're, you're taking you're taking your tiger love right now to to the up team. We're trying to fit him in on this team into a good spot, and you're just saying blow it up. Tiger's Why do you have to blow it up? Match. Why do you have to blow it up? If you if you substitute Harry English for Tiger Woods, how is that? We blowing said we want to do that. All right. Well, obviously you don't need to replace him for DJ, but I would. You, you would replace I, will, him I don't DJ. think I, I think if you replace him with someone like Brooks Kepka, the dynamic of the team does not change. Brooks Kepka is just a presence. He is not. A, but I know Tiger Woods is Tiger Woods. So it's hard to say you would replace him with anyone and the dynamic doesn't change because the dynamic is going to change if you put Tiger Woods in the locker room with these guys, whether it's a captain or something like that. And but Tiger Woods makes your team better no matter. Even though, yeah, they, they've lost with Tiger. Better. They've lost with Tiger. I mean, a lot. They, yeah, but a lot. It's more than one guy. And yeah, he he doesn't have a great record in the Ryder Cup. But no, he doesn't. It's not his fault. He's, it's just like, <laughs> I, I, I just, I don't, I, I would, I would absolutely take. If it's 2023 and it's between Harris English and Tiger Woods and Tiger's back to playing very well and taking Tiger. If it's between Harris English and DJ, if it's between Tiger and DJ for the last, well, it's not going to be between Tiger and DJ for the last spot because DJ is going to automatically qualify. But, but I know what you're saying. I gotcha. Yeah. Like, <laughs> come on. I hear, hear you. Hey. Speaking of the greatest of all time, how about MJ coming Coming to the uh, coming to he the goes Ryder every Cup. time. Yeah, he loves it, dude. Him and Steph involved. Curry. He was involved. Oh, that if you guys noticed, DJ started playing so much better in that in the uh, what was it the Friday? Was it the Friday morning foursomes? All of a sudden, <laughs> DJ and Morikawa. As soon as uh, Michael Jordan started following them, they turned it up to like the umpteenth degree, and they just after went before off. he gave them like. Gave him like a hug, not a hug, but he like dapped him up after he made that putt. Yeah, that was on hole six, right? Right. I think that was hole six or hole. I think it was hole six because it got them back to even and then they just went on a tear. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my goodness gracious. Get me all riled up over here, Mike, about (laughs) Tiger. (laughs) Love it. Love it. Oh, man. Oh, we love it. It's beautiful. Golly. I, his name, his name will never be forgotten. No, it never will. You're not, not, I'm I'm done. (laughs) I'm done. Oh, I think I like seeing him in Ryder cup attire better than a Sunday red. 
I, I like something about him in like the 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 quarter zip, the like just like the the dark hat that it's just I don't know. Sometimes he has zero piece in whether he's playing or not. I don't know, and he's just like bundled up. He's ready for it. I don't know. I love seeing him in Ryder Cup stuff because you know why we like the Ryder Cup. This is why I like. It. I just realized it's like an all star game, but it actually means something. We get to see the best players in the world talking it up together, fighting for a, a cause, and it actually means something. It's not like some gimmick game that doesn't mean anything that we're just doing for entertainment purposes. It's cool. It's for bragging rights. It's for your country. It's team an all-star game, game, too. Team game. Team. Yeah, like an, that's – it's awesome. It's absolutely awesome. I can't oh, wait. Absolutely- for, I, I can't wait for it in two years. And, and we get the President's Cup next year. I mean, I'm sure that'll be fun. Oh, I can't wait for this golfer pull now. Hell yeah. Uh-oh. I'm a little nervous on that one. Um, Do we have anything else to talk about? I think we covered it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Jesus, Michael. Jesus. My golf today. Um, <laughs> some bogeys for the boys, too. We do. Although I haven't, I haven't played and I will not be playing for the next couple of weeks, unfortunately. Yeah, but you're going to be traveling. I know. I know. Oh. Only that's traveling good. this weekend, though. Next weekend, the wedding's in Boston, so that's good. But another wedding. Oh yeah, we got back to back, baby. We got back to back. Nice, Brendan. Who's getting? I got someone get. Are they from New Orleans? Uh, Marcus's fiance is from New Orleans. Yes. So it's going to be crazy. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. It's going to be you great. Know a lot of people. I do. I do. I need to stop making friends. Jesus Christ. Oh, uh, it's also just all of my friends decided to get married this year. Congrats, Mike. Congrats, everyone else who's, who got married this year. Literally all my friends just decided to get married this year. Like, it's insane. It's oh, fun. Weddings, marriages, weddings, are that's fun stuff. It's been, it's been yeah. a summer. It's been a summer it's been and a half. Summer. It's been officially a summer fall now, though. It's officially, officially fall, baby. Yeah. yeah. I'm never more comfortable on a golf course. Like the temperatures just oh, yeah. right. I'm not sweating. I can wear pants. I'm a pants guy. I you wear pants. You I'm wore not... pants when it was 90 degrees this summer. And it's hot, but I still do oh, it. Oh my God. I could see your swass from three holes back. Oh, you're not kidding. <laughs> I mean, I can't wait to golf with you in December. <laughs> yeah, that is one of the, I think I'll do like Honestly, it's, it's even today, I think. I think by the time I played a couple holes today, by the time it was like six or five thirty, sun's gone. Crisp, sun's gone. Air's crisp. I'm out there and I, I didn't plan. I, I had shorts and a t-shirt, like a clown, like a, a chooch. Hey, hey, hey! That is a <laughs> that is a term of endearment on this podcast. That is <laughs> not according to my girlfriend. And not according to any to anyone who's ever been called a Oh man, the amount of times I've been called a chooch by a random Bostonian is hilarious. <laughs> not oh. typically, usually a, a good look. Most of the time in the North End. Most of the time in the North End, I'll be called a chooch out of nowhere. I'm like, all right. <laughs> oh man. Anyways, so yeah. So Tim, if you, Tim, were you able to play at all this week? Uh, yeah, I played. Uh, it was like one of the more enjoyable rounds I played of the year. It was just That's great. Me, me and my dad. Uh, we I haven't played. Um, I played a lot 
over like the past 10 years at Lincoln Country Club. I haven't played there once this year. Um, my dad's been tearing it up there. He's uh, he won his like his team. He plays in his league with like like I don't know how many guys, like 60, 70 guys. I don't know how many guys, a lot of guys. And uh, his team won um, this year. And it's like a season long thing. He's been playing the best golf of his life. He's been wrecking his opponents. I feel bad. I'm looking at the stat sheets. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Um, and so like, they it have was nice. families, they have families, Johnny. O. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's like, it's cool to see him playing confident golf at his home course. And he's got that uh, nice going back there. And, um, Someone just, you know, when you just have a good feeling swinging a golf club, it was a good feeling. Oh, um, yeah. It was a good feeling. So enjoyable. And uh, that's it. Mikey, you played today. Where else? So I, uh, this past weekend, my family's on, like, my parents are on a huge, we got to redo your front lawn deal. Like, they want to tear. So my, my front lawn's torn up. We got some loom down on it. Aerated, aerated, we're gonna, we're gonna aerated a, front lawn. We're going to get a rotiller. I think it's oh, called. Oh, did you here. do the tiller route? We're going to. I'm spreading out the, lo- the loom right now, and and then we're going to till it a little bit, and then we're planting some seeds. So novice homeowner Mike Adams decides to just, I mean, if you ever see me play sports, I, I like to go hard. Maybe, maybe call me call me a try hard or a hardo. Uh, had a couple steals tonight in my men's league game. Very proud, very proud, but no. So I took a friggin' shovel and rake and just hammering away, digging up the front lawn, going to town hours go by. I like just adrenaline, just like start to feel my hands. Like, all right, it's not, my hands are, uh, not in a great state. So I look down, I'm like, all right, blisters. Cool. Um, I'm like, why, why don't I have gloves on right now? Like that, that would be an easy fix. So my mom runs to Ace Hardware and grabs some, grabs some gloves. So, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, like, so I'm transitioning jobs. I start a new job on Monday. So I really don't have much to do at work this week. So I was hoping to maybe play around a golf or two and, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, got to heal, heal the hand, rub some, rub some Vaseline and some some uh, aquaphor on it get that thing get that thing ready to go so i played today hadn't swung in a while and boy it was terrible (laughs) (laughs) brutal but i but i think i you know it's so funny you just i'm a thinker like i love to like try and think of different ways to swing and i'm like to a detriment maybe but like just a couple thoughts like that i thought in the past that i forget the first couple holes and then i go back to them and then it's like all right now i make better contact just kind of taking the club inside more swinging into out instead of out to in because i'm a soft slicer can't hit the ball anywhere because i'm tiny and weak and i'm a puny little kid very short off the tee it's embarrassing so got it i gotta swing out to in try and draw the ball get a little bounce on the ground balls rotating forward be able to knock it out there you know that's all I got. That's all I got. <laughs> I'm just imagining you swinging with the blisters, sounding like women t- tennis on the golf course. <laughs> it's a lot better. A lot better. Didn't uh, didn't really phase much. It, it's crazy how quickly the human body can recover. Brendan, you said you didn't play. No play. No play. Unfortunately, 
I'm trying um, to be like John Rahm on the course. Like when, so the first couple of putts I stepped up to, I'm like, what's going through Rahm's head right now? Like, what is he thinking? You know? So well, he's I'm, thinking in Spanish. So we can't. <laughs> <laughs> true. But like they say line, line and, and speed. Right. But like how many people actually think of the line, like the actual line, you know, like, so I started to try and think of like a laser, like yellow line that, where and then then the speed you know and i don't know it's just it's crazy just keep thinking through the game and try, trying to get better it's never ending battle which is why we love it lost a bunch of balls just driver just you can't believe it <laughs> <laughs> oh she that's good that's good i like that put preview line i do I used to right. do on the putting green. And then, like, Timmy, are you a big yardage guy? Like, got to hit a shot. Like, I'm, I'm starting to learn how to, like, hit it before the pin, you know, not, like, hit it where the ball lands at the pin. And then, it, like, just try and have some touch around the greens, like, on your 50-yard shots or 43-yard shots. Like, Ooh, yeah, you know, like, some – I don't know. It, Used to be wet around these parts. Now it's firming up. I think hasn't rained as much, so Ledgemont's bounce balls bouncing a little bit. Mm. I like that. You played Lincoln today, right, Tim? You said a, yeah, uh, a couple days ago. A couple days ago, and that that course is just in the back of my. I don't need a yardages because I know like it's I'm right. Playing, you know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> and I'm just oh. trying. My mine is like I'm back to hitting a five iron. 205 now you know i was i was like for some reason i was not hitting an iron well i was like trying to hit a five iron like 180 yards now i'm back to where i was hitting an eight iron 160 yards swinging down on the ball rather than trying to scoop chili dip right you know i'm taking a divot dude Um, big time big thought right there i've had 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 that thought lately a lot and hopefully people are taking notes get your pens I got my pen right here. <laughs> I just wrote something down because I can't believe I forgot this. So I played Stony Lee the other day with my friend Andy wow. and Ryan Henry. I haven't played Stony Lee again, golf course that $18 for 18 holes back in the day. Unbelievable. We, we used to play a bunch. It's we we used to walk through the industrial park and sled there in the wintertime. I mean, this golf course is our home. I haven't played it a lot because it's night putt. Zero uh, irrigation too. So this year there, it was pretty rainy during uh during the summer up here. So it was like the most beautiful it's ever been. Really, all of, all yeah. courses were even Heather Hill. Like all courses, Heather up Hill here was were green. Heather, green. This, this other place that we're talking <laughs> about is usually brown by May. Like <laughs> you're basically all playing courses on, were oh green. Everything basically green. playing on dust in June, July, and August, and all the places this year were just green, lush and green. Dust with so goose poop bring, and green with goose poop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, bring, just, yeah. Just and bring your poop. bring your water boots because you're walking <laughs> through this summer. You, you bring you're walking through wet geese shit, wet marsh. It's just wet, wet, wet. But to go back to Stony, all right, I'm playing pretty well. I mean, I made two birdies on the front which is awesome. I think I made another birdie on the back. I think I'm not sure. Playing all right. Spraying the ball, recovering well, yada, yada. I mean, this is not a hard golf course. I expect to break 80. It would be the first time this year I did it. 
but that I always go out trying to break 80. So get to the 18th tee, you know, I'm seven over par. There is a 70. It's a par three. It's like two ten. played the whole, eh, I probably haven't played the whole bunch. I usually play the front or probably played the whole 50 plus times in my life. Make a trip bogey to shoot a perfect 80. I was I was mad. I'm still mad. That I went to bed mad. I, I was so <laughs> mad. First time of the year. I mean, Stony, probably the easiest golf course I've played this year. I've no. I played uh played Legemont. I'm a member. You get better. It's a harder golf course. You go out there and you just make an absolute mess on the last hole. Come on. Which one is the 18th? Come on. It's It's a par three. It's the par three back towards the parking lot. Straight par three. Pretty long. Long one? Yeah, I put my tee shot way right. Hit a provisional. Found my tee shot. Unplayable. Put it where it entered. Pulled it. Up on the green. Two putt. Triple bogey six on a par three. Damn. The yikes. The yikes is real. I mean, pressure. Talk about pressure. I talked about it too on the 17th. I said, what do I got to shoot? What do I, and, and I honestly thought on, I thought I had to, if I made a double, I thought I was going to shoot an 80. But so when I, I thought I shot an 81, I didn't really look at it that close, but if I made a five, I would have shot a 79. <laughs> five on the what a shame. I could have hit 52 degree, 52 degree, 52 degree, two putt. Oh my goodness. Putter, 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 putt. Chumped it. That's, That's all from me, folks, though. Hot dog. Uh, all right, Tim, you got one ready to go? Oh, yeah. So I've been writing them down now because I have the enunciation. <laughs> and we'll the... never get it. We'll never have the, uh, the, no. the golfer poll that all of us are like, save it for next week. And we didn't save it. Oh. <laughs> Yo, when you when when people say light bulb, like when you think of something, we saw the light bulb. Timmy was (laughs) Timmy was so excited about his his golfer poll. He thought of it on the fly during a podcast. We literally saw the light bulb above his head. It was such a good idea. He said, "We'll do it next week." He forgot it. He doesn't know what it was. What the golfer poll question was? We have no idea what it is. We have no idea. And he's listened back to the episode like three times too. (laughs) It's a good idea, Mike. I didn't even think I could go back and watch it. Maybe there'll be some clues or something. Yeah, because you were literally when you thought you like you you threw your hands up in the air. So you thought of something nice. I remember. I remember. I saw the light bulb pop up above your head. All right, I gotta go back and watch. All right. (laughs) So our golfer poll this week wrote it down. And wrote it word for word. So because I have the enunciation and the word cadence of a water buffalo. Here we go. <laughs> as a as a fanatic of golf, rank your top three from third to first of dream golf golf events and venues, if not played at the same place each year, that you would want to attend in your lifetime. So your dream uh, dream events and the venues that you would like them played at for you to attend just to be a spectator or watch things like that. And if you want me to go first to give you my three, just to give you ideas. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Yeah. You guys go. I went first last week. You guys go. You thought about this. You have to go last. 
Yeah. All right, all right. You can't give us ideas. Okay, okay, go. I'm going to stay true here. My first. We start at three. <laughs> He's writing them down. <laughs> I mean, three is the Masters. Three is like it's 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 the 20 2019 masters no 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 i'm saying i'm saying like no not one that already happened i'm saying one that's going to be in the future. i know i know i know i know it, it right. it's uh it's it's the next masters that tiger is healthy for but no no it i want to go to a masters i mean it could be next year so was that, is that your third or your first my least my third okay your third okay yeah the masters let's call it 2025 give tiger okay. a shot all right. I don't know where I'm going to be. I'll probably be in Rumford, Rhode Island. Um, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But, uh, watching, I was watching Brendan's face. <laughs> <laughs> number two is the Open at the Country Club, which is possible. possible. The U.S. Brooke Open? Brooke. The U.S. Open? The U.S. Open. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Ooh. But our U.S. Open the U S open at Brookline country club, which it comes to Brookline in 2022. Yeah. We'll be there in, in, in nine months. We'll be there. We got to we'll get tickets. We got to get, tickets. we just got to chop off this arm. Yeah. Prices chop are only going up. Leg. If anybody knows of a deal, anyone want to sponsor us for tickets, we'll wear credentials around our, our, our neck and we'll go wild for you. We'll wear all your gear. Your shirts, we'll wear your hats, whatever you want. We'll talk to whoever you want. We'll say whatever you want. We, Whatever. I mean, I heard people were paid to be European fans this past week by the PGA. I thought, weren't there some fake European fans on the first tee? No, they were real. They're just yeah. like Europeans based in America. But anyways, Mike, number one. Ryder Cup at Bethpage, baby. Ryder Cup at I'll, Bethpage. See you. I'll see you there. See you in four years. See you in four years. All right. Um, Let's I was gonna, I was gonna go Ryder Cup at Pebble, but it's, um, I mean these, these are all possible possibilities. I can't pick the venue. I'm not, I'm not in that position. I don't have, I'm, I'm yeah. not transitioning to that job. That'd be nice though. It would be nice. It would be nice. Probably. Oh, I don't like this course. Let me play that one. I'll go. I'll check that one out after I play it. You got to get it to Pine Valley. But those are all possible and. I mean, we've never been bigger golf fans than we are right now. So, no, I know. Would be cool to start budgeting those trips. Yes, it would. And then first step is U.S. Open twenty twenty. I think we can get there for like under two twenty five hundred, maybe. Let's. Yikes! <laughs> try and get. Maybe I'll try and get media credentials. I don't know. <laughs> Yikes! We gotta do it. Hey, you never know what comes our way. You never exactly. know. Such a mess if we don't do it. We have to do it. Yeah, we agreed. Have to. Brandon, what do we got? So number three, I have, I do have a very similar court. I do have an exact same course, but a different, a different tournament. I have my number three. I have the Ryder cup at Brookline uh, at the country club because there's just so much, obviously there's so much history at the country club Brookline, you know, that with it being in 1999, Justin Leonard's famous putt, the Epic comeback, you know, just seeing it, seeing a Ryder Cup there, I think would be amazing. Um, you know, it would it would be fantastic. My number two is 
interesting and you guys will probably disagree with it. Uh, I have the U S open at Pinehurst number two. Cool. Cool. I am not, I, I, I think I've been on here where I say, I don't know if I say pebbles overrated, but I, I'm not the biggest pebble guy. Um, you know, I like it. I think it's a great course, but you know, the U S is putting its roots down to make Pinehurst kind of the flagship course for the U S open. I tend to agree with that. I think it, I've played Pinehurst number two. It's one of the, you know, it's probably the best course I've ever played. Number one. And number two, it's one of the top courses in America. Um, it was absolutely fantastic. And my number one is could also happen this year. If somehow I get a humongous bonus from, uh, from the company, but imagine going back to back like this, the number one, I know it. open championship, St. Andrew's old course. I missed that. The home of golf. 150th. 150th open championship. Yep. I miss that. <laughs> Shit. My answer was wrong. <laughs> Your answer was incorrect. No. I, would you rather go to that or the Masters? I don't know. What do we got, Tim? I, I, that's hard to Did make. Did you say you know what Brendan's is going to be? Timmy, read it because it's blurry. Oh, yeah. I'm just showing you mine because. What, what is it? So it's, uh, it's funny because all of them you guys have in your list. Number three for me, British Open St. Andrews. Mm-hmm. Damn it. British Open number two, Ryder Cup, anywhere on U.S. soil, preferably Pebble. Mike said Pebble. And but I thought about it as we were talking about it in the very beginning, maybe like take it to Payne Valley or something like that. With that, mm. like that would be kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, play all night. I mean, it's going to be incredibly hard to beat the layout just because of what Whistling Straits is, which is literally just natural amphitheaters on all the par threes mm-hmm. with it being down. Like it's going to be very, very hard to beat this Ryder cup just as a course wise. But I would agree with that. Payne's Valley is very similar to that too, where it's kind of in, you know, it's built into a, an area that, that could be, that could be done. True. Or that course they played with, uh, with um, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. That was kind of cool with, uh, that was like oh, in the middle of Montana. Yeah. That like down. Yeah. That was cool. But anyway, and then number one, Masters. I would like to go to Augusta National. Don't care who the winner is. Got to get there. I would like to be on, go walk Amen Corner. I don't know. I don't know. Knowing our knowing our luck, it would be a Danny Willett special again. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Just be like, who? I don't know. Who? Do you have to wear shoes when you're there? Uh, golf shoes? No, I think you can wear sneakers. Why, you want to go barefoot, Timmy? Barefoot. <laughs> I thought that. Oh... <laughs> Yeah, no, you got to wear shoes, bud. <laughs> They're coming off at some point. Oh, God. I got to feel the cool of the grass. Absolutely. Like when you go, oh, yeah, wear sandals and then when sit down on the grass and just take it all in. I bet you they make you wear steel. I bet you they make you wear like sneakers or something like that. Like they may make you wear closed toed shoes. Damn. Like, no one can feel these with your feet. Just wear Crocs, dude. It's the same thing. It is a closed toed shoe. True. True. Just wear those Crocs, baby. Oh man. Anyways, boys, what an episode. We didn't even really talk too much about the course itself, but that's okay. I'm hope I hope you guys thought that my uh what I said about it last week. I hope you guys had your expectations filled with the absolute masterpiece. 
Brennan, I heard that it was all just flat land too at first. They brought everything. They built or- it. Yeah, yeah they, they built was- they built it out of it. Yeah, so unbelievable. Interest. Yeah, used to be frigging corn. I mean, not cornfields. It used to be like cow cow pastures, man. And they made a golf course out of it. Oh, what a place! I like what that first hole. I like that first hole. Drivable. Yeah. Love to play there one day. That's that's a dream right there. They got a couple of nice courses up. It, it's like there, Aaron Hills. There's a couple other like really really good courses, right in that like outside Milwaukee area that I would love to play. Cool. But anyways, all right, lads. Great show as always. Follow us on social media. Follow us. Do whatever you want. You USA. Know, we love it. USA, baby. Let's go. Play better. Play better. <laughs> oh.